Welcome to the creep. Let's go. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast, energized by Celsius, a victory post-game podcast edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Scott Reynolds, John Ledyard here with you to break down everything from the Bucks' 45-17 victory over the Miami Dolphins in Week 5, in which this guy right here, Antonio Brown, went off, Scott. What a performance by him and the rest of this Bucks offense. Took a while to distance the gap in the scoreboard, but they pulled it off in the end, and it was a pretty convincing victory. It really was, John. You know, my biggest criticism, critique, whatever you want to call it, of Antonio Brown last year was the fact that we didn't see a lot of big plays down the field. I think he averaged just over 10 yards per, per catch last year. And, you know, in Pittsburgh, and when he was younger, he averaged – about 14 yards, 13 and a half uh, yards per, per catch uh, towards the end of his career there in in, um, in Steelerville. But you know what, John? That, that knee injury, right? It was yeah. there. It was legit. He got it cleaned down. He had off-season surgery. And we're seeing the explosive Antonio Brown from, from yesteryear uh, when he was having huge plays for the Steelers. His 62-yard touchdown today, his longest play since the 2018 season. So – I think that's made a world of difference, and, and he's not the only one who's had successful off-season knee surgery, John. We saw Tom Brady, young, spry, 44-year-old Tom Brady have a 13-yard scramble today. And, John, you've mentioned it in previous Pewter Report podcasts, Brady's mobility now without that knee brace. It's allowing him to do things like we saw him duck some sacks a couple of weeks ago get out of uh, some jams. We've seen him roll out and throw the ball on the run. And every time he has a chance to, to throw the ball, it means more yards for the Buccaneers, more yards lead to more touchdowns for the Buccaneers and John more touchdowns lead to more wins for the Buccaneers. Yeah. 45 points on the board today. Five of those touchdowns courtesy of Tom Brady. It's incredible to watch. I mean, it's not hyperbole at all to say this is the best he's ever played. It's really just not hyperbole. I mean, yeah. it's it's incredible. And we've obviously got a long way to go this season, and we'll see kind of how things happen. But the way he's playing right now is pretty special, Scott. It's, it's got him firmly in the MVP conversation yeah. here as we, we come out of week five and into week six. And it's going to be lots of discussions we'll have along those you know lines what, John? In, in the coming he's weeks. He's thrown for 15 touchdowns so far in five games. He's got a pair of five touchdown games, the first one, happening in week two against Atlanta, and then, of course, today, five against the Dolphins. The only time he's thrown for five touchdowns in a, in um, in multiple games during a uh, regular season, he did it three times in 2007. That's when he mm-hmm. threw for 50 touchdowns with the New England Patriots en route to the Super Bowl. John, he's on pace to throw for 51 touchdowns this year, which would break his own personal record and shatter mm-hmm. the record he said last year of 40 in his first year in Red and Pewter, and he's also on pace to throw for 6,007 yards this year. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it is. It's amazing, and honestly, Scott, we'll talk about the defense too, but the way they're playing, he might throw a lot in a lot of games yeah. this year. They might be in close games going yeah. into the fourth quarter more than we thought, and so that could lend itself to what looks like it's going to be an absurd statistical season. Brady just looks absolutely special out there right now. Yeah. Hey, you John, know what else is special, Scott, is Celsius right now. Yes. The energy drinks, they keep you humming, don't they? I mean, we got a long they game do. day to work here. 
You're right. What, what flavor you got there? I'm rocking the Fuji apple pear, John. It's it's time for the harvest. It's autumn. It's time for fall. And what better flavor than the Fuji apple pear, which is one of my favorites. You see a bunch there on your screen, the, the uh, strawberry kiwi uh, guava, the tropical vibe. I just got some peach vibe uh, back here at the Reynolds house. Wild berry, watermelon, which is my wife Ashley's favorite. Uh, orange, my personal favorite. Grape is awesome. They even have a cola flavor, John, that that tastes exactly like your favorite cola drinks. So the, the the flavor that you get from Celsius rivals the amount of energy that you get. And what I love about Celsius, John, is it's got the essential energy that I need. It accelerates metabolism. It burns body fat while you're drinking it. And the best thing, no crash. It gives you the energy you need without the crash. And you're right, John, on game days, more so than any other day, is really a Celsius day for the Pewter Report staff. Absolutely. And it's also a fast protein bar day because I don't always get to eat all of my meals. And so I've got to get into the fast protein bars. You got the white chocolate cookies and cream and the caramel peanut crunch there on the screen. Love them both. Both are fantastic. Best tasting, unbelievable, silky smooth layers on these protein bars. And best part is they're also terrific for you. They don't sacrifice anything in terms of nutrition to bring you that unbelievable taste. 20 grams of protein, one gram of sugar. I'm telling you, you won't taste a better protein bar in your life they're so good they can replace sweets for you that's how good they that's are right. they're good for you too so and, and, and make John, sure you check out those as well it's awesome you can go to celsius.com to find out more information about where you can get celsius locally and you can try out which ones you like with their store locator and then the best thing is you can get both the fast bars and celsius on amazon and you can even do the subscribe and save and save even more money by buying them in bulk and they'll ship them right to your house that way you don't get uh, caught without any Celsius or fast bars. Right. Absolutely. Check that out. Uh, okay. Looking forward to the positive Leonard segment. Chris says here today, uh, the positive Leonard segment coming on Wednesday. No mistakes again. Indeed. Has Leonard Fournette, we're going to go through a bunch of players here, kind of rapid fire style, Scott, as we get into this matchup, but we'll start with the Bucks offense as we always start with a better unit uh, in, in a win. As have we reached a point where Leonard Fournette is kind of, I don't want to say transcendent. What's the right word? Like he's definitely elevated his game from anything we've seen, not only in his time as a buck, but you go back to maybe his rookie year was really, was a pretty good one for Jacksonville. And then after that, it's kind of all been a little bit downhill for him. And I think he's kind of looks like a renewed human being. The elusiveness he's showing it's yeah, it's kind of crazy. Scott, we never saw anything like this. (laughs) I know throughout his first year as a buck. And you know what this picture we have up there, it's really of him powering through uh, some defenders and that's what I like about Leonard's game is sometimes these bigger backs uh, don't always play big and I think that, that Leonard can be criticized for that at times uh, for not running behind his pads and we've really seen the last two weeks him run behind the pads he had a 21 yard run against New England 17 yarder today and then he also had a nice catch and run for um, a big gain as well let's see that one went for 16 yards where he broke yeah. some tackles. So he's making people miss in space. He's yeah. doing a good job of catching the ball. And, and then whether it's a run or a catch, he's, you know, he's either stiff arming guys, powering through them, uh, making those defenders um, miss him. He's doing everything you want for a featured back in, in an offense, which really doesn't feature the running backs, especially in the running game. And so he came up with over 100 yards of total offense today between rushing and receiving, and he's the clear running back. Listen, Bruce Arians won't say that uh, Fournette is is the man, but I will, and I know you will too. I mean, it's 
we're, yeah, when we're, no when we're talking about Leonard now, it's Leonard. What right. are you doing, breaking so many tackles and scoring right. touchdowns, Leonard? <laughs> That's doing. exactly what it is. It's he's yeah. he's taken his game to a different level the last couple of weeks. Now we'll see, obviously, if it can stabilize and stay there. You know, we, yeah. we don't know, but what we've seen him do is things we have not seen him do for years, uh, really, as a player. And so I think a lot of it comes from you know what his personal growth. Like he talked yeah. about it a lot, like how much he changed as a person since coming to Tampa Bay and, you know, the humbling experience of being cut. And I think it reshaped things for him and he's clearly committed himself to, to catching the football, to making plays in yeah. open field and to pass protection this year. So good for him. Adds off to Leonard Fournette. He's and playing John, really solid football right now. You're exactly right. And, and I think too, we talked about it at halftime of the Peter game day show, which was awesome by the way, Bucks fans, if you're not watching Peter game day on, on game day, whether it's Sunday, like it was today or Thursday night, uh, John, uh, Ledyard and Paul Atwell will be on again. Trevor Sekimo will be on with me Thursday night. Trevor Sekimo, wow, oh, that's yes, yes. right there. That's awesome. So Trevor in the house. But um, but as we talked about at halftime when I popped in, the thing with Leonard Fournette that I'm seeing, John, is the fact that that I I think that he went from playoff Lenny to Lombardi Lenny to maybe having a little bit of of a confidence issue when Ronald Jones was named the starter when the original depth chart came out during the preseason and yeah. Rojo finished the, the preseason off with a touchdown and, and a nice game against the, the Texans. And it was kind of a one-two punch to start the, the season against the Cowboys. Both those guys had some gaps, but Leonard kind of powered through that. And I think over these last two weeks, he's got the confidence that he had back in the postseason, back in his game. And and I think that he knows whether Bruce Arians comes out and says or not, he knows by the number of opportunities he gets and the production that he's producing, he is mm. the number one back in Tampa Bay. Absolutely. I mean, we appreciate this $5 super chat. Josh always keeping us going, supporting us a ton uh, today. St. Paul and I killed it. Kudos to PR for the game changing content editions of late. Yeah, this team's killing the game. We've probably got seven or eight articles up at pewterreport.com. So make sure you check those out. More going up later tonight. Just proud of the team and the way they're covering everything. And obviously, lots to cover. And we'll talk about a lot of it today. Some good comments on Leonard here. Uh, Leonard, what are you doing balling out today? Good comment there. <laughs> Stairway to Heaven says only knock on Brady. He gets flustered without Gronk in the red zone. I don't know, man. <laughs> Didn't look flustered today. <laughs> going four or five in the red zone when Brady yeah. was in the game. Looked pretty dominant to me today. And yeah. unbelievable how many plays he's making uh, getting to his yeah. third read in an instant. Like it's John. The it, touchdown it, to AB, the yes. long one was incredible. The it, 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 it was, but even the second one where he's he's looking at Mike the whole way, waiting for Mike to beat. Xavier Howard on on that uh, that play and then in the end of probably right. throwing a little jump ball or a fade it didn't happen at the last minute he threw the ball and I swear he didn't even see Antonio Brown he knew he, he could feel the force him, yeah. he knew that AB was going to clear and get that opening across the middle that's exactly what happened yeah he is playing with that sixth sense right now I mean even on Mike Evans second touchdown of the game it's just he kind of throws it before Evans breaks into that zone he just knows where the space is going to be throws it right to it and still this is the most crazy thing Scott we still have not seen Tom Brady throw a turnover worthy pass this yes. season that means a pass that because of Brady was worthy of being intercepted that is just crazy we haven't seen that happen and Brady is is playing the football at a high level nobody's made more big time throws tight window <laughs> high degree of difficulty throws in yeah. the NFL per pro football focus this season and only going into this this game no only two other quarterbacks had no turnover worthy throws on the season obviously Brady's coming out of this one without 
any of those still. You can see his final numbers. They're 30 of 41, 411 yards, five touchdowns. Antonio Browns and Mike, Brown and Mike Evans both go over 100 yards, both get two touchdowns. Chris Godwin had a quote-unquote quiet 70-yard game. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it just gets, it gets to that point where it's just, I mean, Tyler Johnson made a couple of big catches, yeah. but none just of Just an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, at, it is. At and, the skill positions here in Tampa. Right. It's 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 a blast to watch when they're clicking and not beating themselves today. I think we had one drop by uh, Mike Evans on the day, but that was kind of the extent of things in terms of yeah. mistakes. The, but there was a couple of pre-snap penalties maybe, um, but they overcame all of it. So that, you know, again, showing the signs that when they're at their best, it doesn't matter. Like you, right. it just doesn't matter what you try and do. I mean, the Miami tried a ton of different things. They tried to man up with two of the best corners in the league. And I mean, Xavier Howard got toasted by Antonio Brown for both yeah. touchdowns. So it was a tough day for him. It's just it's hard to match up with Tampa Bay. Like they just have answers for kind of everything you want to do as long as they're executing. They really do. And let's give some love to the offensive line too, right? Because they didn't give up any sacks today. Brady got sacked twice. One oh was gosh, the fault of, of Giovanni Bernard. Didn't pick up the the blitz. Well, actually, he picked it up, but he also he got, got picked, picked up picked and up. planted. Yeah, <laughs> by Jerome Baker, the middle linebacker, who's blitzing. Then the other one was was Jalen Phillips getting his first full sack, the first round pick out of Miami for the Dolphins. Got a sack on O.J. Howard today when they were locked up in in uh, man in uh, one-on-one blocking. Um, so the offensive line comes out of this game with just an A, A plus maybe 558 yards, over 100 yards on the ground, 121 I believe was which was the total. Um, and you know, again, John, this is the third game in a row where the Bucks' offense does not have a turnover. I mean, no one's really talked about that yet, but this offense is playing such clean football. That's why they won last week in a very close game, even though they bogged down in the red zone. They still won 19-17 because they won the turnover battle. And right. today, they got a couple of, of takeaways on defense, the Shaq Barrett uh, strip sack and the Jamel Dean interception, um, which was good for Dean because it's been nearly a year since he had an interception. It was October 18th against the Packers. His yeah. pick six, so it's been a minute for Dean, but for him to get those two takeaways, what it does is just it just gives the ball right back to Tom Brady. He usually turns takeaways um, by the defense into touchdowns on offense, and we've saw that, right. we saw that today. And here's the other thing now that we got to get into with Brady and at least touch on it. I know we're early in the season, so we're not going to spend like the whole show on it, but let's just touch on it quickly. MVP conversations begin now. You know, there were a quarter of the way into the season, five games into the season of seventeen game season. And, you know, Tom Brady is obviously going to be at the top of the league in pretty much every major statistical category. The Bucs are four and one. Um, You know, he's going to be probably when this weekends, we'll see, but he's going to be first, you know, passing yardage, touchdowns, probably, Um, you know, all of those, a lot of key statistics for this position. Uh, He's accounted for 16 now in the season. He's obviously clearly the MVP of of one of the better teams in the league right now. So, you know, those conversations are just starting in earnest, but it's not crazy to call him the front runner right now. Some people will probably say Kyler Murray. I, I know today, numbers-wise, it's a numbers stat, yeah. so we don't have right. to even talk about anything other than that. It's a numbers stat, and obviously Kyler Murray's rushing yardage is going to help him a lot, but as a passer, he's also seems like he's graduated to the next level, and that right. team is still undefeated, narrowly edging out Trey Lance and the 49ers today, 17-10. to 10. So we'll see kind of how things proceed, but to me, it's not – I mean, he's on the short list for MVP candidates. Everybody leaves him off is crazy. Yeah, and I think the thing, too, is you can look at both these guys. Mike Evans, who's got four touchdowns, which is tied for Gronk for the team lead, and Antonio Brown, who is probably the best receiver on the Bucks right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think both of those guys are having Pro Bowl caliber seasons. And, again, Chris Godwin's been fantastic. It's just that he has not been 
the guy that has gotten the touchdowns over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, and part of that's by design because he is the playmaker in this Bruce Arian scheme playing the slot. It is the featured position. And because Chris Godwin's been bracketed so much with either, you know, a nickel corner linebacker mm -hmm. underneath and safety over the top, uh, defending the middle of the field, you've seen what happens when Antonio Brown and, and Mike Evans get singled yeah. up on the outside. It's it's not good news for opposing defenses. Well, here's some encouragement on the Chris Godwin front if you're wondering fantasy-wise when he's going to start scoring again. <laughs> We're not slandering the Eagles too much just yet, but the Eagles like to defend the inner – if they go trips in the innermost receiver, they'll put a linebacker on him. So if the Bucs are oh, smart, yeah. I mean, goody. they just – they were like, why will you go to dime defense this week? And yeah. their defensive coordinator was like, yeah, we're not really a dime team. Like, Speaking so of the Eagles, that, and they John, don't have they're coming off of a win today. They, are. they beat the, the Carolina lost. Panthers yeah. in Carolina, and that drops the Panthers now behind Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay now is is atop the NFC South, and we saw that the Saints prevail today as, as well as the Atlanta Falcons, but right now the Bucs are in sole position of the NFC South lead. And you know what, John? I don't think they're going to give it up either. I think that they, they're going to stack enough wins here that it's going to be hard. I think the, 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 the game against the Saints on, on Halloween in New Orleans – the Bucks can win that. I don't think that they, they lose the NFC South title the rest of the way. If they lose that game, it might, you know, allow the Panthers or the Saints to kind of sneak up into a tie and, and the Bucks mm -hmm. might recapture that later. But I tell you, if they beat the Saints in New Orleans in a couple weeks on Halloween, I, I think it's going to be a stranglehold for the Bucks as long as they can stay healthy um, with the NFC South title in their hands. Yeah, it is. It's clear from watching that all. I think because all three teams in the NFC South, in my opinion, are well coached or at least coached well enough to to be able to be competitive each week. You know, you saw Atlanta; they bounced back with a couple wins. Now they're what two and three. The Panthers are coming back to earth a little bit, in my opinion, Scott. Yeah. I, I kind of predicted this a couple weeks ago, and they were three and zero. Oh. I didn't really feel like it was going to last, and now they've you know they've lost two in a row, and they lose today to a Philadelphia team that's okay but not great and shouldn't be beating them if they're a for real three and oh undefeated type of team you know right. and, and now they're obviously three and two losers are two straight they've got a couple semi-tough games coming up but you know how they handle what is going to be pretty soft schedule for carolina overall right. if they are a, a good team you know um is going to be pretty telling for them saints are an enigma uh, and we'll get into maybe those guys later in the week and especially next the week saints go as Jameis winston throws that's it yeah if he throws to gold and, and black then it's good if he throws to uh, any other colors than those it, it can be bad it's been even more bizarre than that with him it's like if they let they just won't let him do you know but any all they do is just dial up a couple deep shots and they've been able to hit them at a crazy rate going into this yeah game but anyway there, there's a lot of layers with the saints they're a very unusual team right now and their record being three and two kind of suggests that they've been and look at the results of their game they've just been a really different team to watch week to week so we'll see where they're at by the time the bucks face them but yeah bucks obviously getting to four and one was big here uh, as the nfc starts to take shape we start to see who the top teams are and uh defensively is the thing that you know as we talk about the offense and talk about how Standout performances from everyone. Levante David injured today, looked bad on the field. He kind of jumped to deflect the pass, and as he was coming down, somebody knocked Ndamukong Sue into his leg, and he kind of uh, kind of strained backward, and it looked yep. bad. And then he walked off the field on his own, and so you know they say the X-rays were negative. I believe have been the reports from maybe a couple people now, and so we'll see if that's a Gronkowski X-rays yeah, or negative. Looks like it's, right. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. It looks like it's a high ankle sprain. Uh, we're going to go to, to Matt Matera, who was actually there at Raymond James Stadium today, covering all the action with Casey Hudson from Pewter Reports. 
Matt, you got to look at uh, at Levante as he came off the field. The good news is he wasn't carted. Didn't look like he was helped off the field. Was able to walk off the field on his own. Usually with high ankle sprains, uh, you can sometimes play on it. But the next day, the thing just swells up, and all of a sudden, it's you know about four week, uh, four to six weeks with, with the injury. What did you see from from Levante walking off the field, Matt? Right, yeah. the The next twenty four hours is is really going to be the big thing for Levante, especially with it being uh, a short week. It really did not look good uh, as soon as we all saw him on the ground with, with trainers around him. It was one of those things where you could hear a, a pin drop in Raymond James Stadium, and he he got a big applause after for the fact that he was able to walk out on his own. I think that was the biggest surprise because just watching on the TV oh, yeah. after the initial play. Yeah, he's and Dom- banging the turf with his hand. He knew he was hurt. Yeah, and especially because, like, of all people, Dominican Sue fell into his ankle. And with <laughs> yes. such a big player like that, you're like, oh, like this is – anyone right. falling into your ankle is bad, but a player of his size, it's like 10 times worse. So, um, yeah, it was terrible to see. I, I I don't think anyone would expect him to play this Thursday on such a right. short week. Right. Luckily, Kevin Minter is a very formidable – a backup linebacker, and we've seen him play in big, important roles, including the postseason last year. Right, but I mean, Le- Levante's uh, you know the the leader of the defense, and anytime you lose a guy like that, it's it's never good, especially for a defense that's already lost so many key players. Yeah, you know, I, I would I would say, Matt, that that the thing too that that I I think the Bucks can weather this storm, even if he's out for a couple of weeks, is the fact that that Devin White played pretty well today. Devin White has been a player that. I think we've all criticized this kind of playing out of control yeah. at times, whether it's blitzing, whether it's in coverage, whether it's just you know zipping around the field, missing some tackles. It looked like when he had the opportunity to make an, an open field tackle today, he was really dead on, finished with eight tackles today. Leaving. One of the few guys on the team, actually, that was yeah. dead on today in any tackling. It was yeah, an atrocious absolutely. performance in terms of I thought um, he did quite well in covering the, the tight ends today. I mean, we, we all know that Devin White's, 4A is using his speed and going downhill and stopping the run. The issue is no one wants to run on the Bucks anymore. So I almost felt Devin White was slightly tame today, but I mean that in a good way because as we've yes. all discussed, he's going too aggressive, missing the quarterbacks. I don't think he blitzed as much as usual. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, re-watching this game because you catch mm-hmm. a lot in the press box, but watching it on TV, being able to slow it down, uh, right. I think it's going to be really fun, especially when they dominate in a game like today. But a tame Devin White was almost a better Devin White mm-hmm. for the type of defense that the Bucs are trying to implement with all the injuries on the back end, with keeping everything in front of them, and, of course, facing an offense that has struggled and does not have the dynamic ability such as the Rams or other teams that they played this season. So two thumbs up for, for Devin White. I thought he played really well and definitely picked it up once Levante was out too. Yeah. Yeah, here's a question. Somebody, you know, Max brings it up, and I plan on talking about it anyway, but I'm glad somebody brought it up and is thinking along these lines. Max says, Whitehead, a linebacker, please, at least in passing situations. Guys, it is reaching a point where it is getting ridiculous. No one even cares about running. I don't even know if they're no. practicing running the football in during the week before they play the Bucs. I don't Miami know. Miami went shotgun from the one yard line twice. First <laughs> like, to go from the one, they went shotgun twice. It's you know? just, I mean, it's not even on the table for teams right now. If Todd Bowles doesn't change something, they need more speed on the field. They need more pursuit on the field, more open field tackling, guys that can close angles like that. You lose Levante David, you lose a lot of that. You bring in Kevin Minter, who missed three tackles in the second half. A couple of them ended up resulting in 
pretty big plays. I'm not right. trying to knock Minter, but it was a problem last year when he got on the field too. Reality is the guy is not built to play in space like that. That's not, I mean, maybe when he right. was younger, it was fine, but it's not now. And they need a plan for these situations. Teams are going to go to the air to you. They're never going to throw on you in any second and long. They're, they're just not. And even John, if they that's, are, that's a great point. Jordan Whitehead is a great run defender. So play yes. him some at linebacker in these situations. Get more DBs on the field, especially if Winfield's back. Matt, you're you're talking about about you know what you saw there, and that's that's an amazing observation that, that in in goal line situations <laughs> that the Dolphins were in shotgun twice. And the funny thing is, Miami actually averaged four point three yards per carry, right? I mean, right. Um, Miles Gaskin had he averaged five yards a carry. The problem is. They only ran it five times, yeah. 25 yeah, 13 yards. 13-yard run, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And and so, you know, you look at, at uh, Preston Williams, he had a seven-yard, uh, you know, run on an end-around. You know, Ahmed had uh, – that was two. actually – that was actually a lateral pass, Scott, by the way, that Preston Williams and Jim right. Waddle both had yeah. short gains that counted they, as rushes because they were lateral they passes. They called it a rush in the press box. I was like, yeah. wait, what? So that's actually how you run the ball. It was literally right. a drop back to pass. Yeah. And it's – that's but that's what teams are – they right. But but you're but John, you're right. They only tried running the ball nine times, nine carries, thirty-nine yards. They average again, they average four point three yards per carry. But but they're just not even. And only seven of those were actual running back carries. Like that's just. So again, what I'm saying here is that if you're the Bucks, you can't let teams keep doing this. You have to basically teams are going to run plays against you. You have to play cover two. You essentially have to dare them. Yeah, you have to dare them to run the football. Yeah, just come at it like dime defense. Yeah, three down linemen. Just say come at it. You just have Vita Vea line up at nose tackle. Let everyone else stand up and say, "All right, try to figure (laughs) us out from here." We're playing a one. We're playing a one ten defense. Yeah, Philadelphia's kind of been. You know, we're not to get into the Eagles too much because we'll do that later this week, obviously. But Philadelphia's biggest rushing threat is Jalen Hurts, whether on designed runs or just scrambles. He leads them in rushing this season, you know, and, and they've been fine running the football outside of him as well. They've been you know, productive enough with Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, but they don't have like a, a feared rushing attack. There's no question Philadelphia will probably run it against the Bucs more than any other team um, they'll face this year, more than any other team they've faced so far other than maybe the Rams because that was just late in the game they were running. But that will be something they'll have to maybe game plan specifically for what Philadelphia does because it is a little more of a unique attack. But overall, yeah, I mean, and I think having Jordan Whitehead on the field, even in those situations, he is that good of a run defender. You know, it's not really about size at that position when you're talking about a guy that plays as fast downhill as Jordan Whitehead does. I just want to see him around the line of scrimmage more if Winfield's back, obviously. That's the caveat. Um, Philadelphia has legit speed at wide receiver too. So Mm -hmm. there'll be interesting wrinkles to this game plan, but reality is a short week. We don't know if Winfield will be back. Pretty sure Levante David's probably not going to play. Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, obviously on injured reserve. They're not going to play. So you get into this situation now, guys, where, okay, you're missing. You could be, again, for another game, missing four guys. J- Jason Pierre-Paul missed how many tackles today because he had that club on his oh, arm? Oh, yeah, that felt you know, bad for him. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, he's limited in what he can do and how effective he is. It, yep. They're just really beat up, man. Like, they don't have a lot of talent right now. Richard mm-hmm. Sherman – Hats off to him for working, and maybe it still comes together, but you know, he hasn't looked good at all. You know, yeah. this game was more concerning to me than the last one because this game it felt like it was just like moving, like it was hard and down the field. It felt like he was technique was falling, he was panicking a little bit. Maybe he's not trusting his technique right now. 
but it just seems like there's some questions and concerns there. Also, maybe it's crazy for the Bucks to ask him to play a whole game in that heat. Like maybe they need to not ask him. Like, are you do you need a playoff? You because right. he's a competitor, he's not gonna say it. Maybe you just need to have that rotation planned for him and not, you know, plan for him to play the whole game just because his name's Richard Sherman. Like I think that would have been better coaching, but right now Todd Bowles has his work cut out for him for sure, trying to scheme this one up better, especially if his pass rush continues to not be able to sack and finish quarterbacks who they've been in so many times this year that would change the results for this defense a lot if they could finish better john speaking of change i'm going to dip out and bring in casey hudson who's also at the stadium today along with matt matera talking some more tampa bay Buccaneers. awesome sounds good casey hudson in the house what's up casey what were your observations from the stadium today oh i wish i could say they were the exact same as matt's but they're not no, I'm kidding. Um, Good. <laughs> Get <laughs> after him. And I agreed on like a lot of things that took place during the game. But I, the one thing you guys just mentioned that was kind of funny to me is JPP. I was just kind of like, I felt like they shouldn't have rushed him to come back, not to play mm. against the Dolphins. Because um, you could see in some of his tackles, it was really hard for him to kind of commit to those wrap-ups with what was on his arm. And that's got to be more frustrating for a player, not, not only physically, but mentally. Yep. So hopefully that doesn't carry into, you know, heading off to play against the Eagles at their home. Um, other than that, I mean, I know a lot of people have questioned my love for Tom Brady, whether I love him, whether I hate him, how do I feel about the guy? I've got to give it to him. Who's questioned this? Oh my gosh. I think it was like the first two or three podcasts I did when I joined you guys. It was like, Casey's got it out for Tom Brady. Like I never wanted to give him credit. And it's like, no, I'm just like not over here rolling out the red carpets for the guy. Like it's Mm -hmm. the beginning of the season. So for him to get those five touchdown passes and break over 400 yards, and now he's becoming this quote unquote mobile quarterback is absolutely insane to me. So, you know, I've got to get a threat. Dual threat. As now, he's a new, he's a new <laughs> dual threat in the league right now. Um, I was a big fan of seeing, I guess, the most successful run game we've seen so far this year, and I think it's kind of a clear cut answer that um, playoff Lenny or whatever he wants to call himself today is that QB one. I don't know why after even after today's game, even after last week's game, why there's still a topic of you know kind of Rojo kind of having that spot. Weirdly enough, too, Gio Bernard, for him to come back from a knee injury mm-hmm. and to still, in my personal opinion, be a lot more effective and um, a lot more of a presence than Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. And then he's still just only referred to as this third down back. I yeah. think that's something that has to change, too. I mean, right. I mean, he showed yeah. a lot today, in right. my opinion. Does Bruce Aarons want to talk about the, I love it. Like, Bruce Aarons <laughs> after the game, oh, yeah, if, if Giovanni Bernard, I didn't like how he got ran through in pass protection. And if he does that, he's going to lose his job. No, totally get it. But like, look, buddy, like last year, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones were falling all over themselves trying yeah. to pass protect it. You never put that on the line. Yeah. Gio misses one block and all of a sudden his job's on the line. Gio's got to work on, Gio's got to work on stop somersaulting into the end zone every time he scores a touchdown. He just goes flying every, every time he reaches. Like, no backflips after you just recovered from a knee situation. But yeah. two things on that. Bruce Arians. I mean, one of my favorite coaches, no joke, but honestly, I've lost trust in what he says about these guys sometimes because last year or the year before, it was like, if you don't have ball security, you don't have job security. Well, Ronald Jones is still (laughs) being backed up as this quality running back. And I'm not saying that he's not, he's just not producing. And most people, most teams wouldn't have still given him a chance going into weeks three, weeks four, and let alone week five. Um, 
And well, then as crazy for, to go for Nars blocking, he's what 165 pounds wet and barely five foot seven. <laughs> like, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be salty if he hears this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guy. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just thinking of like post game weight after you sweat and haven't eaten. The sweat it all know. out. <laughs> but he's you know he's a he's a, he's a he's not a big bat. Yeah, right. Built but small, short back and st- stout for sure. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I I just thought late in the game. I mean. That's still the starting defense out there. That's still your starting O-line. And Giovanni Bernard showed that burst and acceleration. Mm-hmm. And that was, oh, he can run the football. Crazy. Average you know? 5.3 yards per carry. Can you that was, mean, like, uh, point three yards less that than right now, like, Let's put it this way. He tied with Rojo for, for um, yards today. And then, you know, Leonard Fournette, I think that he's kind of just going to keep building on the momentum game by game because I think you touched on it earlier, John, but he had a great, you know, breakout season when he first joined the league, over a 1,000 yards. He kind of fell off his second year, but I'm pretty sure he was working through an injury that year. And then his third year, he broke over 1,100 yards before coming here. And then there was so much controversy and talk about him being the RB1 and, you know, what's going to happen there. And he kept trying to subside all of that. But I think now that he's got a silent confidence to him, showing that he's capable of doing it like he could be looking at another a thousand plus yard season and you know securing a bigger role with the bucks i think it'd be right. crazy not to yeah i thought it was just so silly that Eric, you know not that he can't point out what giovanni bernard did wrong there i have no problem mm-hmm. with that it's just so funny to me with like last year you had probably two of the worst pass protecting backs in the entire league <laughs> on the same team and you didn't really hear any of that noise so Pretty mm-hmm. remarkable, pretty funny. I will say Fournette is improved in that area, and that's probably something Arians is taking into consideration as he looks at the jobs there. Casey, I want to get your game balls here for a second, but first, do you play that guitar over there? Are you going to – you put that in the shot on Yeah, let's – No, uh, I really tried not to. You guys would have seen me navigating. Like, I turned on my on-screen camera to get it out because I wanted no questions about it. So, low-key, I mean, <laughs> I kind of – According to Fender Play on the app, I can play 10 songs. According to myself, I maybe can play two and a half. It depends on the day. For wow. for a female, it's hard because nails make us look more feminine and feel good about ourselves, but you can't do anything with them. So, so it makes it more difficult to play the guitar. Yeah, and I don't like using the pick. I'm just like, I don't yeah. know, very awkward with that. So somewhat. Well, I'm not going to put you in the spot today, but I'm just saying <laughs> at some point of the show, we're going to need you some want me to live open music. up. Yes, please <laughs> write us an opener, maybe, and just open yeah, that thing up. PR sure. intro. Yeah, okay. that'll be a lot of fun for sure. Hey, by the way, before we do these game balls presented by Manscaped, if we could, let's talk about our friends over at Pin Chasers because, speaking of a lot of fun and a good time, this is where it can happen, right, Matt? And you've got updated news, maybe, for us on the Pewter Report Bowling League. Yes, I do. Uh, the Peter Report Bowling League will actually be moved to Wednesdays due to a uh, scheduling conflict, and we're pushing it back a couple weeks to the 27th. So October 27th on Wednesday at okay. 6.30 is when the Peter Report Bowling League will start. Very excited to get that underway. It's right before the uh, crucial matchup between the Bucks and the Saints on Halloween in New Orleans, so we can uh, discuss that a lot. But yeah, Pin Chasers, it's an awesome place. It's it's a great time to go with either friends or family for night out. They got special events literally like every single day of the week. Yeah. Tuesday is pizza night where you can get all-you-can-eat pizza for $11.99 after 9 p.m. Thursday night, it's all-you-can-bowl after 9 p.m. plus $1 Miller Lite. So you can watch the Thursday night football game, which the Bucs are playing, at, playing in this week. And um, enjoy some Miller Lights and, and bowl all at the same time, unlimited. 
Um, they got three different locations, with one including uh, on Armenia, right by the Bucks facility, where the Peter Report Bowling League will be going on. It's a family-owned business. They're huge Bucks fans. They've been around for over 60 years. So uh, if you want to reserve a lane or set up a party, go to pinchasers.net. A great family atmosphere, and you will have a lot of fun. Plus, the grill itself is awesome. You can have breakfast at any time. You can literally go there right now and have some breakfast if you wanted to. So uh, make sure you check out Pin Chasers, and uh, you will be happy that you did. For sure. I really do want to do that, Matt. I really want to get breakfast. I can I go get for some chocolate chip pancakes right now. <laughs> I, I can really go for some pancakes. I want Actually, I can. the pizza was like our favorite thing. So funny enough that Pin Chasers, like all of that talk, I used to go, I grew up here in Tampa for the most yeah. part after my dad retired from the military. And we used to go to Pin Chasers once a week to bowl and do pizza. And then when we were old enough, it was pizza and beer. But we used to get so competitive with it. And yeah. we used to go to the Pin Chasers on Lineball, down Lineball. I think it's the Veterans one or whichever it's called. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. I asked Matt today if I can join the league, but like I that's awesome. We want you All to right. join the league. <laughs> yeah, join the league. Wednesday as many nights. people as, as I'm not wearing gloves or polos, but I want to play. Are you gonna like be honest? Are you gonna smoke people when they get because there's a lot of people right now who are thinking about joining the league in the chat right now. I can see them <laughs> processing. They want to know if they're gonna go there and you're just gonna destroy. The them. only thing I'll say is that Sundays was me and my dad's bowling time on base. So every time that he had a break on Sundays, my dad and I would bowl together. So you had a um, day of the week stationed. designated to bowling. To bowling. Like I was considering having a custom bag to carry. Okay, you're going to win the league. <laughs> no. Look, everyone in the chat, still come out and join the Peter Report Bowling League. <laughs> yes, because there are adjusted you. scores. They handicap the scores. So it makes the even the makes the playing level even. Oh. So you could be a really bad bowler, but you got a a handicap score to to make it really fair. So there you go. Okay. You know, it doesn't right. matter how good or bad you are. It it's, right. uh, makes it competitive. Yeah. See, Matt. See, Matt's encouraged. Look it'd at be Matt. like giving. It'd be like giving the, this. It'd be like giving yeah. the Dolphins. I don't know, fifteen points and being like, okay, now go play against the Bucks. The Bucks still yeah, would have yeah. won today, yeah. but you know, it's That's the same idea. The, is, the bowling league starts October twenty seventh. Correct. And your mustache will be on or off at that point, Matt? It will be off. I got to shave it for my Halloween costume. Okay, so, I know, uh, I knew that, but Halloween's the 31st. I didn't know if you would shave it before. Well, the, the thing is or? I want to shave it now so I can oh. fill in like a little tan. So it's not like the front oh. part of my face right. is tan. And then don't give away just, your Halloween costume. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, I won't. I won't. Uh, let's get to some, uh, let's get to some <laughs> Manscaped game balls though. Your balls will thank you. Uh, all right, Casey, let's start with you. What do you got here for this game? Offense, defense, if you feel like it's so inclined to add a special team or in there, go for it. But who's getting your game balls? Okay, I'm glad you said that. I'll get to that one in a second. Um, mm -hmm. Gosh, can I do a tie for, for offense? It would. It's no, honestly it's insane good. to not give a ball to Tom Brady for obviously his performance. But Antonio Brown, I mean, he broke a record today. What was it, the 900? Yep, um, 900 career receptions. Thank yeah. you very much, Matthew. Um, so it's hard not <laughs> to give him that. And then he had that amazing catch off the back shoulder from Blaine Gabbert. He was oh just – he watching him play today, you just knew he really has fun playing football, which made it that much more exciting to to watch. So I'm, I'm interested to see how much better, how many more yards, how many more touchdowns he's going to get throughout this season as long as everybody stays healthy. As for um, – I mean, defense, I think it's kind of a given that Shaq Barrett showed up a lot more today. I love that in wow. press conferences, somebody's like – Stole everybody's pick. Re-earn <laughs> – did he re-earn the name um, 
Zach Barrett, he said not yet. He needs three in a game, but I still think he totally deserves that. And for special teams, I don't know if anyone else really caught it. Um, I I had, thankfully, a press box vantage view. But Mike Evans' last touchdown of the game, him getting into the end zone, Mickens kind of made a block there for him to get in. Oh, so, I see You did you point that out. You did, did mention I, that in the yeah, press box. Yeah, and it was – I'm not going to lie. He kind of ping ponged off the guy, but it was very helpful and it was very effective in the moment. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give a little something to make in there. That. You can tell he kind of put some drive out there. So. All right. Hey, look, we're going to clip this, put it on social media, tag Mickens. And I bet he'll <laughs> retweet it. Cause that guy, he loved yeah. I just love Mickens though. You're exactly right. Casey. <laughs> I said it on the live stream, you know, he, yeah, just getting out there for one play. Somebody else makes a catch getting in the way, trying to yeah. create something for a team. Like, I love that. Like, I think that that was a great, Effort I by love him. seeing that yeah. hustle and I love seeing that effort. I mean, and if you rewatch the tape and John, we know that you watch tape like a fanatic. So maybe <laughs> let us know down the week. But I mean, it's almost, it was, it was almost very close to the point where if Mickens did not make that block, like Evans could have been clipped. It could have been short, you know, a yard or two. Like I think it was actually very beneficial. Luna. Is that, is that a cat? It's my, it's my puppy. Oh, puppy. <laughs> oh, wait, bring it on the screen. Bring yeah, it on the screen. Bring it, bring it on He's the chirping screen. in. Come on, keep. Puppy, puppy. We're a uh, pro puppy podcast. <laughs> pro puppy pod. <pot. laughs> She's the world's most giant puppy. Come, monkey. Come here. Here you go. All right. While the puppy's coming, Matt, you want to give your offensive and defensive game balls? She's working. Yeah. Uh, for the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. Uh, first of all, just overarching look at the offense. It this type of game just showed how dominant this team can be when when they're clicking. And, um, you know, scoring 45 points, only punting one time, scoring a touchdown every single time, except for kicking one field goal, just shows how dominating they can be. There's the cute pup right there. But Leonard Fournette, <laughs> the um, the growth that he's had over the past couple games as a rusher, but even in the passing game as well, too, uh, he's been just as important as all the other big-name receivers that we've mentioned. It's not just that he's he's getting receiving yards and moving down the field. I mean, today he was breaking ankles, making defenders miss. I mean, he got one first down where he carried a defender for like an extra five yards after he already got the first down and set the box up with, with first and goal. Uh, what he's doing right now, it looks like old school Lenny, vintage Lenny, whatever Lenny you want to call him. I thought he was tremendous in this game. He's been great over the last two weeks. Uh, he's hitting his over on receiving yards like every single game. So everyone just keep taking that. Um receiving yards today and just to yeah. chime in on twitter i guess he gave himself a new nickname he's going by all season lenny yeah he had that picture of him after he scored the touchdown yeah. he's getting out of hand which was cool <laughs> this is getting out of meanwhile shaq barrett doesn't want his nickname he's said yeah not shaq barrett <laughs> one guy wants a million game. nicknames the other guy doesn't want any so yeah, hey, go figure Your birth certificate choose one yeah, yeah <laughs> um, all right that's good stuff oh wait did you give a defensive one matt i didn't i mean the main guy would be shaq barrett obviously but since he was already taken i'll go with jamel dean it was good for him to get back on track the bucks are gonna obviously need him moving forward with all the injuries to the secondary so he made up for the the dropped interception in los angeles the ball comes to you you got to make the play and he did so uh you know that was encouraging to see for him yeah and that was obviously kind of just a lucky pick more than anything sure. else. but i thought overall he still played really well which is to your point yeah. i think it's a great choice matt is and why it was going to be my choice but no it's cool i let other people go first so then when I come up, I don't sound original at all. I get it. You're no, a gentleman. Fine. That's why. You know. But no, I think you're exactly right. The Bucks need, Respect. it's crazy to say, but the Bucks need Dean to be a stable. They do. Gulp. 
stabilizing force for this defense. And he was in this game. He was. Uh, we'll see moving forward if he can sustain that in the next couple of weeks. Again, that don't necessarily face the most potent potent passing offenses. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, the Bucks need that kind of play out of Jamel Dean. What he did today is exactly what they need. He broke up a couple of passes as well on this day. So yeah, I thought he was very reliable, very solid all the way across the board. Got rewarded for it with that lucky pick at the end. And on a day where, yeah, it was a little bit tough sledding for Richard Sherman. Again, everybody's going to come out of this game and come out of watching Brissett and say they're going to do the same thing they've done before and say, oh, man, the Bucs can't cover it all. These cornerback group sucks. And, I mean, how many catches were like, oh, wow, these guys can't cover today? Like, that wasn't the story. Most Right, of it's all underneath. And Miles Gaskin, tackle, other, other than Williams, Gaskin was like the most threatening I mean, receiver right. in the game. So. Yeah, like, and he's just, just look shit, at the so. Gaskin was by far their most effective yeah. Uh, receiver in this game. Even if you just look at the box score results from this one, I mean, he had 10 catches for 74 yards. Preston Williams had three for 60, but what? 34 of that came on a short underneath pass that they're letting be right. caught, but they got to make the tackle and they don't do that. And that's the problem here. Like to me, not the ability to actually cover. That might be a problem at some point. Just right now, there are other issues for the Bucks. They've got to figure out. Uh, I'm not saying I'm super confident in, you know, Richard Sherman, what's what whatever version of this there is right now. And, and Dean and all these guys, I'm just saying the bigger problem right now lies in, in other areas, not in whether these corners can cover or not. Uh, we'll get to that. I'm sure at some point down the road. So uh, some good stuff for both of you. We're going to bring in a couple more people to give their, their manscape game balls. Casey, Matt, appreciate your uh, time on the show. Now we are going to bring in Scott and bring in JC and try and get their thoughts on some of these, their manscape game balls for this performance. Scott, Josh, what do you what do you guys think of this one? I mean, we got ourselves a little bit of a, a blowout here finally. I know one person predicted a blowout. Who predicted a blowout this week, JC? I mean, I think we uh, me we and both? you both did. Me That's and right. you did, right? Yeah. You I had, know. Uh, what, Could you 30, figure out during the game like how the Bucks stars? got to 45 points? Was it it was, was difficult. I struggled okay. with it a little bit. I was okay. like, 45, is that seven touchdowns, six <laughs> times three plus uh, safety? No, right. there's yeah. no safety. <laughs> How do you get the safety? No, but it was it was that kind of a game, and you and I kind of predicted that it would be that way. Scott didn't have the faith, and he thought it would be real close game. Well, John, it was, it was close until the fourth quarter. <laughs> it was. By the way, can we talk about that? We're talking about this game, like, laughing, but it was 24-17 at the beginning. I mean, I Bucks scored in the first play of the fourth quarter. But the end of the third quarter, it was a it was a one score game. Bucks had yeah. the ball, obviously, right at the goal line. But yeah, there's no doubt this game was it was very reminiscent of the Raider game last year. I feel like where yeah. well, the Bucks actually, kind of, I, I thought it was kind of similar to the, to the the Falcons game. Although yeah, instead yeah, right. of Mike Edwards scoring two fourth quarter touchdowns, it was Mike Evans. So mm -hmm. uh, let's see what the, you did there. Yeah, the, the little yeah. little Emmy action there in the fourth quarter mm. gave the Buccaneers the win in both of those games. All right. Well, we got our friends over at Manscaped and we got these Manscaped game balls. So as I pull this one up, Josh, why don't you go ahead and give your uh, Manscaped game balls uh, for the Bucks week five performance against the Dolphins offense and defense. First off, I just want to say tackling what is going on here. Oh yeah. I didn't even get to ask you about that. Driving me insane here. I mean, just you guys are professional athletes and some of the best tacklers in the NFL and consistently. Just not wrapping up mm -hmm. the sacks. How many sacks did you count there? At least what? At least three or four. Yeah. That, that they well, just let yeah. I, I went back and watched the film uh, after the game and I counted. I can't wait. They, they finished with three sacks, JC. I counted 
that they missed five others. Mm. So they should have That's had eight. Good. And now uh, it, it really it's six because Levante David got credit for the sack. It was really Joe Tryon who missed it. So yeah. technically yeah, it was true. five, but but um, you know, Tryon right. really Tryon should have had two in the first quarter, but he missed both of them. Yeah, and to me, that's one of the biggest takeaways of this game. And I don't want to see see a Debbie Downer because they did come out rally behind the fourth quarter. You know, I predicted that. You know, you know whether it was Flores or whatever, they would have some uh, struggles moving the ball early on in the game, and you kind of saw that happen in the first quarter. Um, Brady kind of started to figure it out, and then they just got going, and it was over. But man, tackling has got to be a lot better. It, it just it can't be like that. And, and you're facing a team that. Yeah, Gaskins tore you up, you know, from design plays, dinking and dunk, and putting him in, in matchup coverage situations when he's on JPP of all the yeah. pulch in space. But I mean, you can't. You can't do that I mean, I mean it, it, like, isn't that an automatic, you know, like target, right? When when you're when when you when you hear the play call in the huddle, Miles Gaskins, you know, on, on the wheel routes, and you see clubbed JPP out there, like that's where you're going with the ball. <laughs> yeah, it's no like about it. kill, kill, kill. We're just gonna yeah. throw this one on <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just think that you know, it's not gonna that that's not gonna fly against other teams. I mean, you you mentioned you know not J- getting too much. JC, you bingo. You're exactly right. That's not gonna fly against other teams. It's not gonna fly on Thursday night because Jalen hurts. Running the ball yes, is going to make people you. miss. God's so about it's going to come hurts. back to bite him right I now on yeah. Thursday night. Yeah, I agree. I, and that's exactly where I was going with that. Jalen Hurts. And not only that, then, you know, you get Alvin Kamara coming up soon after that as well. Yeah. Justin Fields, who's, who can who can move out of the pocket and make some things happen with his legs. Uh, I just I, – I don't know what you're going to do when you f- face these dual-threat quarterbacks and just quarterbacks who can make play, sust- sustain drives and – and make plays so uh definitely got to get better on wrapping up when it comes to sackling when it comes to tackling everything like that because you know I, I i think what you guys were talking about and i was listening you know putting jordan whitehead at linebacker really seems like a good idea i, yeah. I really I, I really think i can get behind something i've been behind asking that. for it for a year yeah. it's not gonna happen just, jc dude just just listen i love the idea kevin, just, just make him the dime linebacker kevin minter is gonna play 100 percent of snaps uh, on thursday no, night i promise no. you watch speaking of missed tackles on jalen hurts Coming Thursday night to a TV screen near you, Kevin Minter. He he, he probably led and the I love Kevin. his tackles. I love yeah, Kevin too. Uh, but you know what? Sure. I, I I much prefer the twenty five year old Kevin. It's a it will not hurt so good. He and JPP and Joe Trinchwink all missed a bunch of tackles today. Yeah. Surprisingly, as we mentioned earlier, Devin White really did not. Uh, some of the defenders yeah. back as well. I think Whitehead and, and Edwards both missed a tackle or two. But it was it was bad in that performance in that regard. And we mentioned it coming into the game. They were 27th in missed tackles. Uh, and when the sacks beat, you know, we talked yeah. about it at length. They reason that they're not maybe yeah. high as they should be, and they're getting up there now again. As I said, that they you won't win once they face worse offenses, but yeah, they need right. to finish better. And, and on Thursday, we'll get into this during the week, but you know, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, you're talking about some guys that can really make you miss. And it, it can be it can be more dangerous on Thursday night than it was today with the missed tackles. And, and it wasn't even missed tackles, too. It was dragging guys. They were dragging guys for extra yards. So I mean that's just gotta improve. You gotta once you make contact, you gotta bring them down. You can't go for a five yard ride. You know, mm-hmm. it was great to see when Leonard did it. It was great to see, you know, on the buck side. But you can't have your defenders going for rides like that, giving up extra extra yards because Yak is a, is still ta- killing this team, killing it. Yeah. You mentioned Preston Williams, that big run that he had. I mean, right. It was like a two yard pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just can't do yeah. It. 
it's bad. It's it's been something that's consistently hurt the team for sure. And we'll see obviously if they can adjust and start to tackle and finish better. But okay, JC, uh manscaped game balls. If I before we get to your choices here for offense and defense, I just want to let you both know that if you if you don't have and anybody else out there, by the way, if you don't have the manscaped uh performance package 4.0, you gotta get it because this is the Tom Brady of ball trimmers, the brand new lawnmower 4.0, only the GOAT technology for the greatest balls of all time. And when you're going toward the end zone, make sure you use the right tools for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million men worldwide trust Manscaped. So join the movement with this exclusive offer. Look at it right there on the screen. You can read it right there. Pewter20 is the promo code. P-E-W-T-E-R 20 manscaped.com you get 20 percent off plus free shipping plus something else cool that scott will tell you about in a little bit here but let me tell you a little bit about the performance package 4.0 because i know all of you in the chat you're extremely intrigued now you see the energy and the passion with which i'm providing this promo read to you and you're saying wow he actually cares about this he actually cares about us shaving our balls and yes i absolutely do the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer it has a unbelievable light you can see extremely well with it it's extremely comfortable nice and quiet you can, it's waterproof there's a travel lock on it so that battery doesn't run out it's an unbelievable product uh, and it gives you that close comfortable shave uh, without any nicks or anything like that so the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer obviously that's the game changer but the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer also an excellent tool the crop preserver ball deodorant the crop reviver toner if you never put ball deodorant on you've never lived i'm telling you right now in the chat you may think you've lived you may have traveled the world and seen lots of sights and sounds and wonderful things but you've never lived until you've put deodorant you on your balls lived haven't lived crop reviver toner another thing unbelievable plus two free gifts the performance boxer briefs and the shed travel bag look at the shed travel bag let's get it up for the shed little for the shed travel bag. i just yes yes little golf clap for the shed travel quality bag. bag terrific stuff yeah it's unbelievable so anyway like i'm saying manscaped it's the absolute best uh you won't be sorry you made this purchase you won't be sorry if you get it for somebody else as a gift they won't be sorry that you got it for them as a gift it might be a little weird for them but they'll get over it because it's that good 20 percent off plus free shipping with that promo code pewter20, P-E-W-T-E-R 20 at manscaped.com, plus a little something extra Scott's going to throw in for you as incentive to shave your balls. That's right. We have been giving away these free Pewter Report t-shirts. I said free because they are. This is the awesome Pewter gray looking one. We have them in black. We also have them in white for days like today when the Bucks were in their all-white uniforms and it's hot outside. The white might be the one you want. All I need from you is when you make the purchase using the Pewter20 promo code for Manscaped, you're going to get a, an emailed receipt. I need you to forward that to me at sr at pewterreport.com. Easy to remember, Scott Reynolds, sr at pewterreport.com. And just tell me what color you want and what size you need, and I will ship you the T-shirt absolutely free. So the great thing is, is whether you're buying Manscaped for yourself, whether you're buying it as a gift for somebody. Listen, the holiday seasons are rapidly approaching. Now's the time. I gave away three of these. Uh, Manscaped performance packages last year as gifts, and I got three thumbs up. So it was a, it was a fantastic gift all the way around. Um, the T-shirt is yours, or if you want to give it away too as as another gift, you're welcome to do that. So just email me that receipt, srpreport.com, when you make your your purchase. And if you, if you listen, if you guys have not experienced Manscaped yet, do it. I'm an absolute one thousand percent believer in this product. I would never have purchased it. I'm serious. I, I've heard about it before. Would never have purchased it before. They sent it to me for free as part of this this paid promotional uh, sponsorship here. 
and and not just me, but all the people who report staff. We love the product. We really do. Yeah. This is mm -hmm. this is a fun, easy read commercial for us to do because we we definitely believe in it. As we do all of our products, but Absolutely. but Manscaped certainly is is uh, the real deal. There you go. Game balls presented by Manscaped. Your balls will thank you, JC. Your offensive and defensive game balls. Let me just say something. There's a lot of Buccaneers podcasts out there. A lot of them, pre-game, post-game, during the week, that none of them, none of them care about your balls as much as John and Peter report. Back. Truly care. We care about your balls. me. It's a little weird, but yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go. I got kind of roasted by you for some reason last week with picking this guy. So I'm going to pick him again <laughs> and say stick that in. Uh, I don't even remember this. I believe Kevin's. you. My guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, great um, performance. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, great performance. I mean, sealed the Other deal. Other than the drop, you know? yeah. Yeah. You only had two touchdowns and 100 yards. Give the three touchdowns, 34 yard long, two nice long, long, uh, long touchdown passes to seal the game, wrap it up, put a nice little bow tie on, and say, get back to Miami. We're the one team in Florida. Uh, so he's going to get my offensive game ball. And then I'm going to move to the defensive side, obviously, because that's what we do. And I'm going to give the game ball to someone that me and uh, Scott talked about as a matchup to watch, and I mean he did, he did have a, a little whoopsie on one of these plays, but I mean tackling has been an issue for all these guys. But I'm going to give it to Ross Cockrell. I'm going to give okay. the the game ball to Cock Cockrell. Um, he, he had a really difficult challenge going up against Jalen Waddle. <laughs> he had a he had a good uh, he had a good suspended from the ball. <laughs> Uh, that's his nickname. Yeah, and this uh, on the heels of, of the man's definitely not, too, JC. Definitely not <laughs> two, his nickname. <laughs> Jalen Waddle for two, two catches, 31 yards, had a huge pass deflection that ended a drive for them. And um, my <laughs> wife's crying, laughing in the other room. <laughs> I can hear her. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you know what? He ruined me and he ruined me and Scott's, um, <laughs> our, our underdog. Our underdog, uh, I can't even think of what it's called right now because it yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, Leonard, Leonard yeah. Fournette hit going over 63. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown hit, but Ross Cockrell, he locked down Jalen Waddell and his balls uh, <laughs> yes. to the tune of two two catches and 31 Damn yards. you, Ross Cockrell. We get you off this good on Sunday against the Dolphins. Damn you. Yep. So those are my well, guys. Excellent work, JC. A little golf clap for JC. Excellent job. <laughs> Way to get through that segment. Way to power through. Hey, Scott. Like Who, uh, Scott, do you want me to go next? No, I'll go next. Jeff. Oh, cool. Because so I, I don't want you stealing my players. picks. Fine. I want. I want to. I want to put you in, in right. the yeah, last cool. position because yeah, I know you're going to steal my. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I know you're going to steal my picks. So, um, so with my game ball presented by Manscaped. Um, let's see. I'm going to start on the defensive side. Why? Because I'm a defensive-minded guy. Um, as much as I want to give it to, to Shaq Barrett, uh, because listen, the fact is this guy should have four and a half sacks and three forced fumbles. Okay. Um, he should have had a sack against the Falcons. He timed it perfectly. It was, should have been a sack fumble. The refs completely screwed him of that opportunity because they called him offsides. Instant replay showed he literally jumped the snap right. So he has three and a half sacks due to his sack and a half today. He should have four and a half. He should also have three forced fumbles, John, because he got robbed of a forced fumble last week when he punched the ball out in New England. So as much as I want to give it to him, he also missed a sack and a half today as well. So I can't give it to him. i got to give it to Jamel Dean. 
Okay, what's interesting about Dean is look at this. He's picking off the pass. Who is right there in front of him? Who is looking at Jamel Dean make that interception? Todd Bowles. Oh, Todd Bowles. Oh, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles looking at him saying, there you go, Jamel. Make that interception. (laughs) And listen, it's like that's, that's what they need from Jamel Dean. They need him to not drop interceptions but catch him. This guy has not had an interception since October 18th of last year in week six against the Packers. So this was, I think, a big confidence-building game for him. He made the splash play when it was presented to him. I agree, John. Interceptions can be fluky. That was a fluky one, but he dropped a fluky one in L.A. So it's nice for him to catch one here. It's his first of the year. So I I think that uh, the Jamil Dean deserves the game ball. Now, on the offensive side, and I'm going to grab him because I don't want you to steal him, John, uh, Blaine Gabbard. Okay. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy when you look at Blaine Gabbert. Okay. I mean, yeah, listen, everyone's focusing on Tom Brady, 411 yards, five touchdowns, 144 quarterback rating. Okay. Well, the only reason why Blaine Gabbert's 109.4 quarterback rating was not as high as Tom is because of two things. Number one, he didn't get to play till the end of the game. Okay. <laughs> but if you noticed on the first snap that he's in there, what did he do? He drew a roughing the passer penalty. So he's in there. The first snap he fumbled. Fumbled No, no, no. No, he picked it up and he threw the ball, which was a completion. Then he got hit as he threw the ball. So he actually drew a 15-yard pass interference penalty. So right out of the gate, Blaine is hot. Okay. Took one for the team. He did. Right. So then what did he do? He was hot before the game. Let's just be honest. Well, he's always hot. Let's be fair. Um, But the thing is, is John, is is Blaine comes out and completes all four of his passes, including an amazing back shoulder throw to Antonio Brown uh, for 23 yards. Beautiful uh, throw and catch there by by Blaine, uh, who I call BG, and AB, who, of course, is Antonio Brown. So BG on fire! Then what happens, right? He has a great pass down to the red zone. Tyler Johnson, all right, damn you, Tyler Johnson, for robbing Blaine of his first touchdown pass by not eluding a tackle and getting caught. Then Bruce Arians has to play nice guy and say, okay, well, you know, we have no problem having Tom Brady throw touchdown passes inside the the, the 10-yard line, right? He threw two of those today, one to, uh, to Giovanni Bernard, the other to Antonio Brown. Does Blaine Gabbard get that? No, they have to, to do the kneel down. Which is <laughs> they so don't want stupid. a quarterback controversy. Well, of course not. I mean, uh, it makes Blaine some Gabbard sense. Does Blaine Gabbard get that? John. No. <laughs> but the thing is, the, the, then to add, to add insult to Blaine's awesome day, well, what is what, 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 you know? Does he get to hand off the ball? No, he doesn't hand off the ball. He's got to take three kneel downs from minus one yard yeah. to just just a fluff. Great up. job by him though on the kneel downs. He didn't lose a yard every kneel down. That's, that's true. He only lost one. You Great know, dedication what, to making sure you you only give up a, like what a, a third of a yard each time. Well, That's I mean he's a mobile quarterback, right? And yes, I I listen. I'm Shout gonna give to Tom him. credit. He ran for 13 yards today. Good job, Tom. You're 44. Yeah, but nice, could nice he job. kneel like that? I don't think. I, mean, I don't think so. I think pro- probably if you give Brady three kneel downs, it's minus three yards. Blaine only got minus one. <laughs> So um, great game ball choice. Yeah. And the Bucs still undefeated when Blaine Gabbard plays, by the way. So that's, that's a fine. fact, John. That's you <laughs> stole my thunder. That's a fact. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great job. Well, uh, Brian Shucker, Shucker says a uh, game ball to see deserves a few bucks. I think we probably know who he's talking about. Thanks to JC, but he's you know going to show some discretion there. Put the three dots there and not spell it out. Appreciate that. Brian, and appreciate the $5 super chat as well. Charlie wanted everybody to know Blaine is coming. Gabbert, the most underrated player in the league. Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about it. Speaking of underrated, something not a lot of Bucks fans may know is the fact that Whiskey Wings and Temple Terrace is a game-changing mm. place 
to get your food, to watch the games, to have a few drinks. It's an unbelievable setup there. They've only been open less than a year, about a year now, actually. One of these days right here is going to be their one-year anniversary, actually. So get out there, check out. Look at the size of this chicken sandwich. Unbelievable. And the taste is unbelievable as well. So make sure when you're looking for places to watch the big game, or if you're looking for places to watch college football on the weekends, they've got tons of TVs, outdoor, indoor bar, great atmosphere, lots of specials. If you look throughout the days of the week at their different specials, their wings are, are for real wings. Their chicken, their sandwiches are for real sandwiches. We're not getting dinky food here. You're talking about the real deal stuff. And as I got the wings and sliders last time after oh, the Pats game. So oh. good. Oh, so, so good. good right? Yeah, it's it's awesome. So make sure you check out Whiskey Wings and Temple Terrace. They have a bunch of locations as well, including one in St. Pete. So make sure you're checking those out. All right, my game balls, guys. Time for me to, to deliver here now that you've left me so much to work with. Offensively, I'm going to go with Antonio Brown. I mean, it, Tom Brady was sensational. Shocker. There's no former Steeler. Shocker. He clearly didn't deserve it today. He clearly was bad. Yeah. But the other thing was that Antonio Brown got matched up with Xavier Howard several times in this game. And you could see him in that picture, leaving Xavier Howard in the dust. And there's a lot of cornerback people that I know that watch tape and scout. And they say Xavier Howard's the, you know in the conversation with Jalen Ramsey for best cornerback in the league. I personally think that's quite ridiculous. And I've always really thought that, even when Xavier <laughs> Howard had 10 interceptions last year. But either way, the point is that smarter people people than me think he's really really freaking good and Antonio Brown made him look like a clown so I think Antonio Brown deserves the game ball had an unbelievable game could have had a huge game last week honestly and had a couple of the drop and the penalty it took uh, probably 70 some yards off the table for wow. him so I think he's just continues to, to blow the doors off this season when he's out there it is a, such a game changer for the Bucks, especially when teams want to go man heavy against Tampa Bay's arsenal. So game ball to Antonio Brown. Also a shout out to Tom Brady for being just unbelievable. I'm just, I'm in awe every time. It's, it's a pleasure. And honestly, you're talking to about Thomas him. Edward Patrick Brady. Jr. I am. I yes. am. I am a well, special player. Special yeah, player. Pretty good. He, he definitely might be pretty good. Game. I'll tell you those, those. Yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Thank you. Think he might be pretty good. Oh, Brian Chucker with a $50 super chat. Wow. This take by Scott made my night. I haven't sat on my West Club seat yet this season due to back Thank surgery you. in August. Been selling or donating. You guys made watching at home even more fun today. Man, appreciate that, Brian. Brian gave us two $20 super chats on the really? live in-game stream today, guys. So Brian is just that's fantastic. Support. He's getting everybody ring light. I told him he paid for Paul's ring light that he got, and that's he right. paid for Paul Paul's microphone today. that he got. Like yeah. Everybody today with the super chat stepping up, we're going to be able to keep getting those for everybody on the staff as they're on and here. Brian, so just one more time for you, just you know, looking at the at the at the, the <laughs> brilliance that is that is Blaine Gabbard. I want to come up there. There you go. Just look upon it. Look upon it. All right, defensively, I got to get to my game ball here. Uh, defensively. It has to be Jamel Dean, guys. It has to be oh. Jamel Dean because this this past events needed a savior, and Jamel Dean. This Sorry, problem John, will be, this we're, interrupt, we're interrupting one. this Jamel Dean segment for one more look at at Blaine Williams. Okay, Gabbard. <laughs> we heard it. There <laughs> we go. Okay, thank you. All right, it was Joe Jamel Dean. I think they just needed a stabilizing performance back there in the secondary. He deserves this. Obviously, the pick was kind of a lucky play, but he actually got screwed on one of the first plays of the game. Joe Tryon Schwinka let a sack get away. Then Brissett threw the ball down the field. The receiver's foot was clearly out of bounds. They reviewed it somehow. The officials who are blind still said he was not out of bounds, and so they still called it a catch. And Jamel Dean, I thought, made a great play to push the guy out of bounds to everyone else on the planet, but not to that official, apparently. And so he kind of got screwed on that one and then came back later in the game, broke up a couple of passes, got the interception off the drop from Waddle. 
thought he was really good all night, didn't give up anything big, uh, was one of their stabilizing presences there. There is a chance that that wheel route touchdown on Miles Gaskin was on Jamel Dean, as I have to go back and review that one. I'm not certain yet, so I yeah, reserve the right to It'd be really interesting to see what type of coverage they were in because there yeah. was nobody behind. Clearly, Jason Pierre-Paul was not trying to turn and run. So Exactly. Yeah. I think it might have been Jamel Dean, but yeah. either way. <laughs> Either that or JPP just looked and said, screw it, you know? Yeah, without <laughs> maybe he just said, I'm not, I'm not making this play anyway. So yeah. let's see if he can make the throw. But no, I, I, I think Dean did play pretty well. Um and so we'll give it to him, but yeah, not a great day for the defense. Maybe I'll look back and think Devin White deserved more credit, but I didn't think it was a great day for the defense despite the 17 points. Yeah. They've got a lot to prove moving forward for sure. So fun stuff, guys. Lots of people in the chat and lots of people in the comments yes. and everything, and we really, really appreciate great everybody jumping in here with too. us. Thank you so much for those internet yeah. tips. We appreciate it. Absolutely. These days are long ones with us and we're going to be going all week. To be honest, we got Monday night. We're going to be on the podcast tomorrow, 7.30 PM. Scott and I will be on. We'll be breaking down this one more in depth. We'll take a look at the tape. We'll look at some of the advanced statistics for the PFF grades. We'll have thoughts on kind of all of that stuff uh, as we move into Monday night. And then Tuesday we'll be off as we normally are on the show. Wednesday, 4 PM. We'll be back by the way, tomorrow, 4.30 Bruce Arian speaks. That's why we're moving the podcast to the evening to 7.30 PM. So those of you who usually watch in the evening and don't get to see us live, you will get to see us uh, as we're live at 7.30 p.m. on right. Monday. Tuesday will be off. Wednesday will be 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll have the preview of the Thursday night game. Then Thursday, we won't have the podcast until the post game. So after the game ends on Thursday, we will have the post game podcast. But before the game, we'll have the pregame show. Uh, we'll let you know times for all that tomorrow. We'll have all that up. Uh, the pregame show and then throughout the game the live in-game stream will be trevor sycamore and i taking you through that bucks eagles game on thursday night we'll be doing play-by-play and in-game analysis and probably plenty of humor too uh, hopefully the game lends itself to that we'll see what the bucks that never seems to be the case for about three quarters anyway but um we'll have all that going through the game and the post-game podcast will start about 45 minutes after the game ends on thursday and then we're planning on a friday podcast too if you're all going to ride with us right. on a friday for the pod so we're planning I, on I that as that, well so the, you know the, that thursday podcast or the i should say that the the game day um that that sounds awesome i mean oh yeah you know it's gonna I, be fun. yeah i mean I, I love having trevor on i mean he's he's, he's always a great sport mm-hmm. you know um and i mean he's He's really a hero to some, <laughs> you know, and the hero we need a, a villain to others, you know, <laughs> depending whether you like or, or hate Trevor. But uh, this is going to be a real test for people because they believe yeah. Trevor kind of jinxed the Bucks out of a Super Bowl or into a Super Bowl this past year, by which makes white. him a hero, John. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah, they can't they can't make up their minds whether he's the hero for leaving or the villain for having been here all these years and keeping <laughs> the Bucks so from winning. <laughs> I'm really not sure. Yeah, so that, <laughs> that's uh, so true. Those descriptions you put up there match pretty well. So we appreciate this final $5 super chat from Robert Farmer. He says, do you think we'll implement more no huddle for those tough defenses down the line? Saints, Bills, Colts, Panthers. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks have it in their repertoire. I hope that they go to it more often. I think teams have trouble matching when they do that. Brady's always been really, really good at that. So we'll see if that ends up happening. You guys are still giggling about stuff. I'm just reading Brian's chat. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh Brian, we appreciate your contributions. <laughs> we appreciate your contributions to the show today, man. Great, great stuff. Oh, sure. yeah. So all right, for JC Allen, for Scott Reynolds, for Matt Matera, for Casey Hudson, I'm John Ledger. Thanks so much for listening to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out. Out.